Awesome date. April 5th, 2010. Awesome topic. This is our favorite podcast in the Citadel. This is the Awesome Cast. Once back, once more, to the Awesome Cast. I'm Basil. I'm Eric. I'm Kevin. And that's us. It's been a while since we've done an actual died in the wool Awesome yeah, Cast. Yeah, Awesome Cast. Our awesome past cast. one's been doing like <coughs> award ceremonies and in, and you know convention reports, roundtables. Round yeah. So here's an actual, honest to god review awesome of an Awesome Cast yeah. thing. thing. Got everything that you like. Stuff. Nothing that you don't like. Probably something you don't like. Yeah. Probably something yeah. you don't like, but then you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's tell them. That's right. Go, yeah. That's how I do That's how I roll. That's how we roll that's, here on the we're done. Cast. Yeah. Look, I'm a distinguishing anime enthusiast. Distinguished. Sorry, dis- no, distinguished. distinguishingly snooty anime enthusiast. There you go. Okay. That's what it is. Now you use distinguishingly. Distinguishingly snooty anime enthusiast. That was, that's, that's, I'm not a taku. That's what I am. I'm just old and think I know better. I like cartoons. Why, thank you. See, you're a gentleman anime <laughs> enthusiast. That's what happens when you reach past 30 and you don't die. <laughs> I, I've learned this from experience. So, there we go. Don't worry, don't worry Eric. One day. One day. One day. One of us. Hopefully. Yes. We're hoping. So, here we go. Awesome guest. That's us. So, you might be asking yourself... Well, what is the podcast? Awesome cast. Podcast How did you find awesome. us? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> well, they might have hit a link off like annual order of the Dead Workers Party Network, Anime eighty two, or a whole bunch of other places. We get around. Maybe they just found our business card in a bathroom somewhere. Or, or they might have searched for Jerry Jewel. It happens a lot. Also, <laughs> Calissa from AWO. We get lots of hits from her. She's never on the show yet, but we get hits. Maybe one know. day. <laughs> Well, actually, it will happen one day. We're, we're in talks. All right. But anyways, so, of course, the website, awesomecast.com, O-S-M-C-A-S-T. Chances are you've been there before. Check out the Index of Awesome, all our past podcasts. We have interviews, reviews, convention reports, all that sort of crazy podcast shenanigans. That's yeah, a good just, chance if you're listening to us and you're on the website now, it's uh, they're all little buttons on the top. Actually, most people now tend to use the RSS feeder and the and iTunes and stuff. Do we check by uh do we have who which uh awesome people did which podcast on there? Like do we have it sorted by uh by who uh was it, It's just sorted by to, date and name. Like it's chronological. Name. Okay. But I was going to tell you to avoid all the ones that don't have Eric on them. But yeah, like how can all my devoted it. fans find but the ones with Kevin? Seriously, how can my fans find, yeah, you know, what the heck? I know you're out there. It's okay, because they're all actually my fans. Oh, so uh, cool. okay, yeah. There, yeah. there we go. And of course, if you're going to tell us how much you love us, there's multiple ways. You can 
Leave a comment in the comment section. Send us an email at awesomecast at gmail.com. Cash, check, credit card. Put Kevin is sexy in the title line. That way I know it's spam. That way we know it's spam, <laughs> exactly. And always call us on the awesome line. 209-AWESOME-LINE. Or, you know, 209-676-5463. If you want to be, like, lame about it. If you like, use those antiquated numbers. Yeah, craziness. Yeah. So, there you go. Also, we technically have a form of the Dead Workers Party Network that no one ever posts in, but it's there. Plus, we should post in it one day. Yeah, one of us should actually probably do something One day. Like one day. When I actually am active on the <clears throat> internet and don't just lurk all the time. <laughs> do you plurk? I lurk. Oh, you lurk. I lurk. I, I don't. Uh, plurk is for 13-year-old girls in Basel. Shut up. <laughs> I Twitter. Actually, my Twitter feed is slash the Basil feed. So you check out Twitter. I, I do Twitter things. I don't have Twitter. Pretty, pretty Twitterific. But enough about that. And on to... Oh, you want the Moment of Awesome song. <laughs> I will. That's damn right I want the Moment of Awesome song. Awesome song. We need the Moment of Awesome song. Can we well, oh, what I do you think you're on this thing for? Okay. <laughs> it's a Moment of Awesome. Yeah. So, who's been doing awesome things lately? I've been doing awesome things. Yeah, I been been no, we've all been doing awesome things. Like, what awesome things have you been doing, Eric? Shut up. <laughs> uh, I've been playing the Firewalker Mission Pack for the game we're going to review today. Oh, crap. We're, we'll save that one for later. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've been watching Final Fantasy thirteen a lot. Well, Final Fantasy thirteen has moments Moments of awesome. Of awesome. It's, uh, unfortunately, they're the kind battle of very systems deep. Is, is there. And sometimes the character moments are good. And it's pretty. No, it's very pretty. It is, it is goddamn pretty. It is very beautiful. Uh, let's see, what else has been going on awesome on the internet? PAX East is going on right now. And we're not there. We're not there. God damn it. We cry we'll ourselves to, to sleep every night. night. Yes, one yeah. day. Or maybe we'll do a different PAX East that's closer to us. Yeah, a PAX well, More East or if more South. One's, if this east. one's popular, I get the feeling that Boston, it's going to become Boston, Seattle, and that's going to kind of become the... Uh, I wouldn't mind taking a trip to Boston PAX Boston, PAX Seattle, Seattle, PAX Guam. Well, Seattle will be better. Boston's cheaper. Is it cheaper? I thought there would be. I thought we what we worked out was it was almost as. Uh, no, it's 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 a good bit cheaper to go to Boston. Really? From here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything else awesome. At least that would be interesting to our viewers. Uh, I've everyone should go read Seneca's on the briefness of life. Uh, but I don't know if you're really interested in uh, uh, Roman philosophers. So and letters they wrote to their friends three thousand years ago. But if you are, but if you someone are, out there. Besides Eric, that's all you're about, and you're one of our listeners. We know it. So you've been waiting for this book all your life. Yeah, Brent. Yeah, Brent. I was actually, think, <laughs> I was actually thinking that. Yeah, Brent. You know. Oh, Brent probably well, has it. Oh, Brent doesn't use the internet anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you're about. <sighs> it's true. Then he writes into us, telling us. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, if you are listening, write us. Yeah, awesomecast.com. So I know me, Kevin, are playing a game. That we've been playing a good spin a good chunk of time in, that it's actually been playing it so much that sometimes I'll play it in lieu of Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, infinite space. I wanna play Infinite Space. I, infinite Space. Infinite Space. It, it's um, <laughs> one of the trilogy of random Sega RPGs that all came out in March within weeks of each other. Wait, I okay. Yakuza three. Oh, is that was Yakuza three is an RPG. Really? You'd call it an RPG? Yes. It's an RPG 
with it's as an RPG as say a Tales game or Star Ocean. Hmm. It's just you play with one character and it plays like a beat 'em up, but you get random battles just like RPGs. You have level progression, you have all that sort of stuff. It just happens to be the battle system is a beat 'em up. Ah, well, yes. And then I'm really liking also Resonance of Fate, but. Well, tell me about Resonance of Fate, because no one yeah. else understands this or likes this except you, so. Resonance of Fate. I, I don't know why people. It's awesome! It's a, it's well, I, a I, post apocalyptic RPG in a dilapidated, falling apart arcology tower where you run around doing John Woo gun battles in a turn based <laughs> combat system. Well, I think it came out, unfortunately, right after the RPG of the. Genera- of this generation. Which is Final Fantasy thirteen. That's the, definitely against it. What the Japanese RPG of this generation, that's not Dragon Quest. Well, l- let me put it this way. Excuse me. I think it went against what will ultimately be the best-selling and biggest name RPG. I'm not talking about in terms of good or bad but, at this point. if in playing Final Fantasy thirteen, you start asking yourself, man, I wish there were towns. Man, I, I wish there was... More character level customization. Man, I, I wish, wish I didn't know how to use the battle system. <laughs> exactly. The Residence of Fate is a game for you. I'll admit, the battle system is really obtuse. Even with tutorials, even with the manual. It, it's the If you've played Valkyrie Profile 2, and no one did but me, and maybe Lee if he ever cracks up, open that copy I gave him one year, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it is weird. It's semi-real-time, but the enemies wait for you to move before they move. And you do take it in turns to move your characters. It is about positioning and strategy, but early in the game it seems really easy, and you can just hit the hero button, go flying through John Woo-style, blowing the shit out of things in one pass, and that just doesn't work later in the game. Well, it does work, but you got to know when to do it. So there you go. But it's pretty. Not as pretty as Final Fantasy XIII, but pretty. And it has the voice of Nathan Drake in a JRPG, which is Nolan North. Which is always he's always entertaining, and he's maybe more so entertaining in a JRPG. Also, it has Japanese dialogue options if you hate the English voice actors. But how could you hate Nolan North? I mean, I don't know really? because I turned it back into English just to listen to him. I mean, is it a little bit more Nathan Drake just? <clears throat> Better in the what world. we all need in our lives. I mean, really. I mean, was not Nathan Drake, Desmond Miles, this guy. He pretty much always plays the same character. Forward. He also, I hear he hates it too. Like, yes. he, cause, but everyone asks him to do Nathan Drake. I mean, in this game, he's kind of the, the older of the three protagonists. And he's, he, he kind of comes off as jerk-ass with a heart <clears> of gold, but he's really a like a heroic knight character deep down. <laughs> He's not really the main character, but I think the marketing wanted the Americans to think he's a main ca- the main character. <laughs> yeah, that happens a couple of times. There's a well, that's actually sort of like the uh, game we're going to review today. There's one character they're always putting on the the covers, and uh, he's just a random member of your party. Like he's not even any more or less, but I guess he looked cool. So, oh yeah, <clears throat> there we go. Well, here's things like like what was it? Last Remnant they actually had two quote quote. Main, uh, main characters, one that they focus marketing on, the young Bishonen guy for the Japanese market and the older guy for the American market. Yeah. And he had no one bought it anyways. So. You know, what I, was that? 
Less Remnant. I played a good chunk through the game, and you only play the JRPG guy, as far as I can tell. That's, that's kind of funny. That's uh, been sitting on uh, Barry's... So I think you gave I bought it for, for Barry. If anyone can appreciate the bizarre intricacies of the strategy system of wacky weirdness of that game, it might be Barry. Uh, poor guy. Like uh, He's been trying to get through Heavy Rain, I just don't think he can do it. Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain was, is an interesting game. It's, it's a very movie. interesting it game. Is, it is a very interesting game. That's sort of like a movie. It's I a movie. am not sure that I can say it's a good game, but I think it's an experience that everyone should give it a try if they have access to a PS3. I greatly enjoyed it, although, yes, likewise, I'm not sure if you can call it a great game, but it was, it was an interesting experience. Never have I felt more tense playing the game than I've played any other game. Because I was like, much like the game we're about to review... Characters can die, but this one, the character's death, means so much more in this game. And, yeah. Now, although, uh, admittedly, near the end of it, they started pulling things and plots that points, and I'm like, no. No, that's stupid. Why'd you do that? <coughs> it's better than find the internet, but, you know, it still ended up kind of dumb. But Infinite Space, Infinite so far, space. is a pretty... Damn awesome. You mean Legend of Galactic Heroes, the RPG? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Legend of Galactic Heroes, the RPG. That they, for some reason, are called... No, okay, it's not actually the Legend of Galactic Heroes, not to get anyone's hopes up, although I think I'm the only one who cares. Uh, <laughs> but it plays like it should be in the Legend of Galactic Heroes universe. It is the greatest game of rock, paper, different rock ever. It's thrilling, real-time rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> but the scissors isn't so much a scissors as a thing that can beat rock, but is weak to paper. It's yeah, It's a little bit weird. It's got a linear, it's pretty much, A, you've got a cast of like 100 people that you can recruit. B, you, get to two, you eventually get to pilot up five spaceships at the same time, and you get to modify the individual components of each ship. And their weapon systems. You actually get an entire... Your crew, you actually assign crew positions. Which include things like accountant and cook. And assistant server. Yes. Like, and depending on where you put who, determines how good they are and how good your ship works. How long you can fight without having to go back to port. And all that sort of stuff. My doctor is a combat android with superheated claws and laser eyes. That's my first officer. It's it's good stuff. It's the plot is very. It's interesting. Like, I'm kind of glad there's no voice acting because I was really scared that you know Sega might screw it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially on the DS. I mean, Sam's Destruction's voice acting was just absolutely god awful. Yes. And there's you know, and the only voice acting you get is whenever you choose to attack, unless you want to skip the thing, they'll actually start talking. A whole bunch of like techno babble. They have techno babble ambience for your uh, combat animation, which a little tap on the screen will skip along. Like if you don't want to watch it every single time, it's cool a couple of times, and maybe when you get a new ship or some new weapons, you may want to see them go off once and listen to the techno babble. But it does that does get repetitive. You may just want to tap the screen to skip to see if you actually do any damage. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's it's it, but it's fun. It's really interesting. It's very deep. And it, it's going to, I mean, this is probably as long, if not longer, than Final Fantasy thirteen. Like, you could sink a good 60 to 100 hours of this game if you really wanted to. 
And for a DS game, that's crazy. Yes. A bunch of characters, yeah. It's The combat system is interesting. And it gets more interesting once they start giving you fighters. But uh, I'm about to hit that point. I have gotten fighters. Fighters make the, everything different. And man, people get hurt in this game. Yeah. Like the captain, you can... I mean, I'll go into detail spoilers, but he, he gets beat up in this game. He's, he's not, you know... People get beat up, faces get melted, uh, people get beat up, stabbed, limbs lopped off, more faces melted. It's all good fun. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's... It's a little bit more graphic than the T rating would suggest sometimes also. It's because they don't show blood, so it's okay. Mm Because it's all laser fire, so it automatically cauterizes wounds. Yeah. And that plasma sword automatically cauterizes something when it gets jammed in your face. Yeah, like your neck. Yeah, you don't got a face anymore. Exactly. I guess you're not happy that you messed with Yuri. Yes, you're a fuck you up. Yuri in the very masculine Russian first name, not the girly Japanese girl first name. Yeah. So like Vesperia Yuri. Right. Except he's like a space of you know adventurer. Well, you're gonna take no for an answer. He's a very plucky 16-year-old that he is. Like, he could he could be in the cast of One Piece if you know, he had special powers. He's got a sword. He does, and a flight suit. And a flight suit. And a loyal crew of insane weirdos. Yes, a lot of insane weirdos. <laughs> so it is a lot like One Piece it's, in space. Yeah, kind of, yeah, don't think about it. It's not that humorous most of the time, but yeah, it's... It's what if One Piece was actually seriously about pirates, but you still have the exact same cast. But I would love if somehow, like, Bioware played this game with, you know, we could use this as a system for space combat in Mass Effect 3. Yes. My only complaint about Infinite Space is it would be great on a console, but it's on a DS. That's why, well, my DSi's L button went out on me, so... Mine too! Yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pony up for a stupid XL... I, I haven't reached that point, but I, I'm probably once I reach a game where the L button becomes essential, I'll get pissed off. Like, it was really important for Apollo Justice, so I could skip text. Mm. Or, uh, or whenever you were calling objection, because you just hit the L button, and do the objection, or the uh, press, the, you're pressing stuff, sorry. When you press people for more information while interrogating them. Or you just tap the touch screen. Yeah, I never tap the touch screen. I only use the touch screen when I absolutely must have to when I play DS games. Because I don't want to be on a touch screen, if at all possible. <laughs> Come on, the irony there is palpable. <laughs> I only use the L button, so I don't damage the touch screen, and I broke three L buttons. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. That there's a, there is a something there, isn't there? Yeah, um, exactly. This is a little ironic. All right, right, fine. We're going to move on. We're talking about Mass Effect 2. Electric Boogaloo. What are you doing? Scanning. Hey yo, BC, the turntable biotic. Hit him with the good stuff, God. Probe away. I'm not. I'm Commander Shepard. Probe away. Wet way. You wanna see if I've got, I've got them in moves? Probe away. I'm, I'm Commander Shepard. Shepard. Shep. Beep it, I'll break it down so you can absorb it. You need to mine planets, minerals, and do it.
advice and you're too much of a noob to make no it you'll be stranded with no fuel if you foolishly floor it i used to rock microphones rhyming in the stadium these days i launch probes mining for palladium slouching at my console crying from the tedium i contemplate relations with the slimiest of aliens a spectre and a lion send seven special ops some things i scan are anomalous but the rest are rocks this shit is so boring most men's souls would wither yo but i ain't trying to get my tallies or a blown to smithers no doubt i get it in with the iridium Wow, it's going to be really hard to talk about uh, Mass Effect 2 without spoilers, but we will do our best. Well, uh, like, as, o- as all reviews, we will do a segment where we will not talk about spoilers, spoilers. No, musical interlude, Dude. and then we spoil the shit, shit out of it. it. Yeah, but I, I'm just commenting as, as, we, as we review this, um, because it's the beginning of the game, it has such a what the hell, right? Okay, alright, let's put it this way. We're going to spoil the first ten minutes... Maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour of Mass Effect 2, just to give you the basics. Alright. So if well, you we want to? to know absolutely nothing, and you somehow manage not to hear anything about it, but you still want to play it, you may not want to listen. All the major previews before the game came out spoil like the first hour. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Okay. So if you've been and, living in a cave, turn this off now. We're also assuming... That you've already listened to the entirety of the Mass Effect 1 podcast. Oh yeah, we're, we're spoiling the show of Mass Effect 1, and if you don't like it, you can go to hell. Like, so, I'm sorry, sorry Lee, sorry, you should have finished it by now. should have beaten it. We've given <laughs> yeah. you plenty of time. Lee, I didn't mean you could go to hell. I meant other people who haven't finished it. Eric totally wants you to go to hell, Lee. Whatever. They'd like you to come back, you know, just to visit. Just to visit. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's a tourist trip. Especially yeah. every Wednesday night, you know. You get a Dante special. That's right. It's the Inferno. Oh, God, don't get me started on Dante's Inferno. Based on the epic poem. How about the version of the book with the game art cover? Oh, oh, I'm about to punch you. So anyway... uh, Let's talk about a good game. Mass Effect 2. Um, So, there are these things, they're called the Reapers. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to start with Mass Effect 2. Don't fear the Reaper. Uh, So at the end of Mass Effect 1, depending on your choices, I guess, you either... Save the council, or let those racist fuckers die, and uh, fought a giant sentient uh, spaceship. spaceship named yep. Sovereign. That kind of looked like Cthulhu's head. That turned out to be the vanguard of a giant species of giant sentient spaceships called Reapers. Eldritch abomination robot gods. That had left all of the te- major technology, the mass effect stuff that allows travel through the stars, the citadel, that people used to build their societies around as a giant trap so that they would could get uh, organic races to evolve in a predetermined path and then stomp the shit out of them when they reached a certain level. Because it amuses them to do so, at least as best as we understand so far. Well, no, I think if I think when we talk about we'll talk about that when we talk about well, Mass Effect 2. At least, I think we figure out yeah. sort of what, why in Mass Effect 2. But we yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some ideas. There's just some ideas, but we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. And, and so, you know, you beat them, and, and the galaxy is at peace. Hooray. Bullshit. <laughs> For a little while. For a little while. About a day. But then human colonies begin to disappear. Well, first, before that happens, Wait, I the that... council decides, you know what, Shepard? That was a really great job defeating the Reapers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now we're pretending the Reapers don't exist. Yes, okay, yes. If you and chose... we're going to send you off to fight Geth. Isn't that fun? Go fight some Geth. Oh, wait, I thought he, was he fighting Geth? I thought he was investigating the uh, human colonies disappearing before. No, no. no was, okay. She no, was just Geth. fighting Geth. He was just... She... 
She. Okay, he. first she. Off, of course, you know. She. In Mass Effect, Shepard could be a guy or a girl. Eric played Dude Shepard. I played the best Shepard. I played both. So, well, it, but cannot, canically, Shepard is a man. And if you're playing the best Shepard, it's a female. But I'll admit Fem Shep is cooler. Fem Shep has a better voice actor. Uh, I think that uh, Male Shepard... I played Male Shepard because I was, at the time, playing the Canon Shepard. Which I almost instantly abandoned to play Paragon because Canon Shepard is a douchebag. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that would be why I... This is a true statement. So if you hear he or she when referring to Shepard, that's just the characters that we played. So yeah, so the so the council, or if you kill if you kill the council, then the human uh, head of the human, what is the human government? I can't remember. The, the alliance. The, alliance. Is it the alliance. I wanted to say the federation, but yeah, it's, the alliance, it's the alliance. I think is you're alliance. correct. Whichever one tells you, oh, the reapers don't really exist. You have no proof, and send you to fight Gap. We were obviously, it was obviously just a big, angry guest. Yeah, exactly. Yes, literally, literally, it was just a big, angry guest. That's literally... They ate a mega mushroom. Woo! And There's no alien space gods coming to kill us. <laughs> so you go off to fight some geth, and as you're investigating a planet, um, a giant ship of unknown origin pops out, rapes the ship out, shit out of your Normandy. Rapes the ship out from under yeah, you. Yeah, really. <laughs> and while saving the coolest character in the entire game, Joker... You die. No ifs, ands, or buts. Shepard dies. He the gets, end. He gets, Shortest game ever. He, then that sucks. Well, he gets ejected into space. What? He burns up in reentry, and he breaks his space suit open. So he dies like three ways. And if you play this part, you know that holy shit. That was like this almost awesome zero to awesome awesomeness. Yeah, really. Playing, playing this game that you can get. It was totally amazing. Um. It was it was real. Sh- I had no spoilers for Mass Effect Two because I literally right. I bought Mass Effect just on a whim. Played it was like this is one of the best games I ever played. And Mass Effect Two had come out like what three weeks earlier or something. And so oh, I never. Even... I want to correct you on that. You did not buy Mass Effect on a whim. What I've been beating you over the head to play Mass Effect, but I've been Effect, ignoring you, and you've been <laughs> ignoring me, telling me that Mass Effect sucks. Well, because you described it as Star Trek, and I'm sorry, Mass Effect is nothing like Star Trek. Mass Effect's totally Star Trek. It's not totally. There's Star a reason Trek. why you thought it was the Federation at first. It's not Star Trek. Actually, Mass Effect is much more like Star Wars than, than Star Trek. In a lot well, of Bioware, <laughs> like, uh, like, um, but be that as it may. Regardless, you heard all, everyone talk about all these things about Mass Effect Two. You wanted to just jump into Mass Effect Two. I'm like, no. You go play Mass Effect One first, like the right thinking human being that you are. So, so I wouldn't play. You'll Mass suffer one. through all that Mako driving to get to Mass Effect, <laughs> just like 2. we all do. That's the ride of the passage. <laughs> so I went to Mass Effect Two, and I had no spoilers. So I'm playing, I'm playing, and da, 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 holy shit, you killed my character that I worked on for like thirty hours. In the last <laughs> game. Let me tell you, that was a what the fuck. Moment, but then it immediately drops you right into like a new character creation screen. Yeah, and roll up a new character, guys. Except not really. Well, (laughs) essentially, um, it's that your character did die. A secret organization found his body, grabbed it, and has been spending what three years or two or three years. It's two or three three years. It's three. It's three years because that's right. Because it's three years between Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two, like in real time. And has been spending three years rebuilding you. They have the technology. And, Actually, and, they didn't passing on ammo clips. Actually, they, oh yes, and passing on ammo clips. We'll talk. We'll talk about that in a second. Ammo clips. Um, 
And, uh, and it lets you rebuild your character under the guise of, like, whether or not the secret organization decides to make any tweaks in your uh, uh, character type. You can, you know, become a different class. You can change your face. I don't... Can you change gender? I don't think you, you can can't. change gender. Yeah, that's the one thing you can't. You're, they don't give you any sex operations, unfortunately. We just um, think Manship would be hotter as a chick. No, none of that. <laughs> none of that. Um... And that's just really cool. It's a really cool, a great way to explain, you know, let's let people make their, their own character. But you do get to, like, you can re-import your face setting yeah, if you, you want to look exactly. just the same. If you, if you want to be exactly the same, you just click XXX. And you can play it, you can pick the same class, or not. Well, there's a button, isn't there a, I thought there was a button that was just, like, import, you take directly old stats. Well, you import the face it, directly. It imports everything, and then you get to tweak it. Tweak it, Okay. So, but uh, if you really just felt you really you were playing a soldier and now you just really want to play with the magic powers, you can do that. Yeah, and uh, and it was great. It's science fiction, really neat. Like they didn't just have this technology laying around. You actually hear a lot about how they're having to invent the technology, and a lot of it only works for Shepard. It's not like they've created human immortality. It's they've done like all these really specific genetic things. They've bankrupted a couple planets to remake one man. One man. <laughs> like, yeah, this is not something you could do every day or something. It's just that they've they've spent three you know three years and like uh, Kevin said, the GOP of a couple of small planets to to take once to take the few spots of grease that used to be you they found and make you back into a person. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much exactly as you were. Yeah, exactly. Only better. Yeah, like you're a little, you're supposed to be stronger and faster, and uh, because you do have like thermal pl- thermal plating, and they're supposed to have, you know, a lot of you are is cybernetic as well as uh, yeah, as as organic at this point. So you're kind of an android or cyborg, you, but you don't see that ever. Or just a shadow runner, depending on you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, for, I don't, I don't know. Have we ever established that everyone else isn't running around with a ton of cybernetics jammed in them? We right. don't know. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that may be standard that. for Alliance soldiers, for all we know. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Seriously, like uh, Jacob could be could be jam packed full of uh, oh that that hunk of hunk of man flesh. That's all one hundred percent human. <laughs> Look, we're not going to talk. one hundred percent high. We're not going to talk. You didn't sleep with Jacob anyway. You stayed faithful. Yeah, it's true. Like uh, I stayed faithful, and then the other game I totally fucked around. <laughs> I fucked around because they introduced someone with a bigger rack, so it was kind of obligatory for me to have to abandon. They introduced two characters with bigger racks. Swana? But you can't actually sleep with Swana. Well, no, but, I mean... You can... Yeah, but I'm talking about the characters. The characters... Miranda's bigger than Swana. I don't... Well, let's not argue about who's bigger than who. (laughs) The point... We're better than that. We're better than that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about this later. No, um, here's the... Huge. Huge. (laughs) But uh, it's a really great way to to bring you into the new game. And uh, it's a ton of fun. And so you just go over here for this group called Cerberus. Who are the clan? You may have killed some of their goons in the first game. <laughs> well, there's actually a whole little, you know, you know mission online thing that you do that was totally taking out Cerberus things. Yeah, so... Turns out they're big fans of yours, inexplicably. <laughs> well, they consider... Remember, the, the, the one of the main characters you get introduced to is the head of Cerberus, who's simply known as the Elusive Man. Or Tim... As I call him. And the thing about the elusive man is he, as you'll see as you go through this game, is he's got a big theme. And the theme is human firsts. And Shepard represents a lot of firsts for humanity. He's the first human specter. He's the first human to defeat, like, or, or even organic being even, to defeat a reaper, right? Like, he is... 
I think the record will show a certain other helmsman totally took out the well, reaper. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean, though. Like, uh, or, or Edie, you know. Yeah. Shepard can be, like, you know, synonymous with humanity. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He, like he's, he's, he, is, he's he is, many ways, the, the best of humanity. And, for and, better or worse, depending on how you played him. <laughs> and despite, you know, their differences in opinion if you played a Paragon, or sameness of opinion if you played a Renegade, uh, elusive man wants him. So... He's voiced by Martin Sheen, by the way. I think that's all we um, really need to say about the story for non-spoiler rights. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Pretty much. Just know that you're going to... There's um, um, human colonies are vanishing. Yeah, human colonies are vanishing. And uh, the big human first organization here, the Cerberus, is like, we want to know why the hell this is happening. Well, the, the human, a bunch of humanity has gone and tried to colonize beyond, well, basically, citadel space. Beyond What's where safe the, the, space. Yeah, well, the governments patrol a certain amount of space, which is citadel space. And they've gone beyond that, and we're they are, they're on their own. They're on their own. <laughs> so the human alliance, because it's you know real caught up in, in the politics and civil space, isn't really helping them that much. So Cerberus has decided to come help them, and one of the ways they've done that is to bring you out of uh, death. And mostly because they think the Reapers eventually actually secretly might be behind they, this. Yes, they think the Reapers might secretly. They be totally weigh no way more than they tell you to begin with. Yeah, but it's, true. that's almost a given in this kind of game. So I guess if we move on to gameplay. Um, Mass Effect is pew, pew, very pew. similar to Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect Two is, is similar to Mass Effect in some ways and different, different, different in other ways. They really um, amped up the shooter element. The shooter element is pretty is amped up. There is no inventory system anymore. Uh, weapons merely upgrade. You get better weapons, and they're and just better. Cover actually works. Yeah, cover. The cover system is probably the single biggest change, in my opinion. Where cover and you could take cover in one, but like it was almost it was a, very awkward. It was very awkward. It was almost better to just stand behind something and hope you didn't get shot. Yeah, and and it was uh, it was actually a hindrance sometimes. Like you'd be walking next to a wall and accidentally like stick to stick it, to <laughs> it, and stuff like that. Which by where I went, you know what? We've certainly made something that plays an awful lot, lot, awful lot like a shooter. Maybe we should actually just make it a really good shooter. Shooter, yeah. And so uh, that's what they did. Special abilities can be used way more frequently in the second yes. one. Special abilities recharge faster and can be used more frequently. Um, there aren't quite as many, like in my opinion, like for even for the secondary yeah. classes, you got like three or four abilities each or something like that. Some of them are shared. Oh, yeah, some of them, them are shared between them. But I love me some throw. Uh, it's a, mm. like uh, it's um, they have removed in the first game the way that ammunition, quote unquote, worked is your weapons simply had a limited amounts of ammo, but they would overheat if you fired them too much. And they've done away with that system and replaced it with actual ammo. Well, they're not ammo. They're, they're thermal clips. They're yes. replaceable heat sinks that get hot, and then you eject it and put a fresh one for in that's now cool, in. which it's ammo clips, It's guys. ammo clips, guys. Fuck you for now, ammo clips. Now, they're uh, universal ammo clips. Like, yeah. they work for all weapons. Yeah, it's like, like what's good you know, for 24 blasts in your assault rifle is good for a single shot in that in first your, sniper, sniper rifle. rifle. And even if it's in some ancient ruins... That no one has set foot yeah, into yeah, yeah. a thousand years. There's thermal clips. There's thermal clips. Apparently, yeah. the ancient ruins got hip to the new game mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, so that's it. Can be good and bad. It's like so you developed right. these in the last three years, to, and they've only become commonplace in the last three years. But now, every single dungeon I walk into has them. No, it is weird. But you know what? What it did do 
was it actually maybe use multiple weapons? Yeah, exactly. That's true. For the first time ever, I'm pulling out something that is not either the pistol or assault rifle. And like, as normal, I played Mass Effect One. Well, I couldn't play Mass Effect One was I wanted to play the sniper rifle. Yeah. Sniper rifle kind of sucked in Mass Effect One. Shepard with sniper awesome rifle. Two. Shepard with sniper rifle. Garrus, Thane, go team, headshot. <laughs> and so I would, you know, get back to my cover and I would snipe things. Then I'd run out of sniper ammo, which forced me to actually go to my pistol or submachine gun. And actually move in closer and actually have yeah, to fight some. Exactly. Like it's, and it kept me varied. It, it keeps you varied. It keeps you playing the game. Um, I th- I constantly was switching between pistol, assault rifle, sniper. Um, I never used shotgun. Anybody use shotgun? I, I found like shotgun did not stuff. work as well as it did in the first one. What's like pistol seemed to have more stopping power than the shotgun did. Like, was that just me? Was we? I, I yeah. You'd be fighting husks, and I'd pull out my you know awesome shotgun. I found, and I would, you know, I was relying a lot on the shotgun in the first game, and then I found it sucked, and then I found the sniper rifle was good for anything really big and nasty, in too. Mostly so something big nasty, I pulled out the sniper rifle, so or so the particle beam cannon. It also uh, depends on the particle beam cannon. Have you tried the new arc? Um, it's really laser. good for Geth, it's not really good for much. It's a gigantic taser, that's all you need to know. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant, well it's an anti-robot weapon. I mean, like, you're fighting robots, it's good, it's, you're fighting... Is that a recent yeah, download? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good download. I, I, I haven't, I probably haven't logged on since it came out. Um, but, uh, so there's that, gameplay-wise, they've added that. They've taken out the Mako, um, and, uh... Completely, pretty much. I mean, they, they just added the, the new hover tank, but it's not really... We're going to... I think feel for now, anyway, we should just talk about the... Right, the basic the game. The basic game. Um, yeah, they, they just land you on plants and you go. Yeah, you go. Great change. Great change. 100% great change. 100% great change. Yeah, but now you got to go spend no. time probing your anus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, no, I mean, you know, the know, computer says computer probing says. your anus. <laughs> they've they've kind of replaced your... Um, a lot of stuff with a miner, mineral re- gathering uh, mini game. Um... On PC, it's a lot more fun than at 360. I want to throw that out there because your cursor moves like 400 times faster on the PC than it does on the 360. And now I don't know re- why. There's also well, actually, what happened is is that on 360 you can do some research to make it go faster. No, I did it. I did the research and it still didn't uh, move as fast. Well, the trick is that it's actually not based in the PC version. It's not just based off that research. It's based off your actual mouse move speed. They couldn't make it any slower. It has to go whatever speed your mouse speed is. Okay, because like I, I got the research upgrade for that, and it still moved like three million times. Well, that slower. just happened. One of those things where the PC got you know. Well, just I found that tedious on three six. Really? Playing it only on three sixty, I found the miniature mineral research tedious. I found it almost hypnotic. Like I would sit there and like, and, it, and you didn't really have to do it. To my opinion, too great an amount to mm-hmm. enjoy the game. Like, you, you needed certain upgrades, but that was about it. I so, need Palladium! Like, Where the hell is Palladium? Well, you would realize as you played through the game that different kinds of planets... Different kind of planets had different actually, minerals. And, like, well, and like, if you like read the descriptions, yeah, like Element Zero, you know. any place that used to be populated by an industrial society had Element Zero... zero. You know, there were different... Element Zero was really the scarce one. It was, but, the, yeah. it was the scarce one. And, oh. and any planet that also featured a mission... Would always have element zero. Yeah, always in, have element zero. Yeah, in abundance. Um, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I thought we should mention before anything else I forget is the fact that every cl- the class now have their own special unique abilities. Yes, which, like, which, which, which all was, classes of shepherd have access to, which is kind of weird. Because um, as you go on, you, uh, your, when you when you get your party members loyal, they get one of the unique abilities. Everybody, like all of them, get collected in them, and then eventually you can 
Right. Well, I mean, it on I, I think they get their own unique ability. Yeah, I mean, really. each yeah, class has a unique ability, and then each of your recruitable characters has a unique ability you can, you can learn, learn one of. I thought that they picked up the same abilities that you get at the end of the class tree. No, I'm they're, sure they're all unique. different. They're really? all unique to each character. Because no one else gets the cloak that Infiltrator does. Oh, yeah, cloak. Yeah. Best reason to use Infiltrator. Cheap Boy, yeah. Um, Vanguard game, but best sucks. But, um, sorry, yeah. Is Vanguard the melee one? Yeah, it's got a thing where you ram into, you like have like a psychokinetic run forward and ram into him, yeah, it's, which it's is either going to succeed brilliantly or you're going to die horribly, and yeah, it's more it's, often die horribly. It, it's the Vanguard, is the, I've heard the hardest class to play, because it's the, I, it's I enjoyed the them class. in the first game, but in the second game they became useless, like the shotgun. Which is kind of funny because Infiltrator in the first game was kind of useless. And now they kick yeah, ass. They Although, ass. I actually prefer Sentinel for the tech armor, which turns you into a happy little tank with psychic powers. So, so there you go. So the, each, each class has its own unique ability, and like we said, eventually you even get another unique ability from your own party members. Right. So you get a lot of awesome uh, customization. So usually, like, there's going to be a weak point in your character class, and probably one of your allies has something that'll help fill it well, in. Exactly, like your allies let you shore up stuff like that is weak for whatever class you are. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. Um, so no more Mako. Uh, some people said that that removed the exploring element of the game, and I didn't see that at all. Like, you know, you know, if you when you were exploring the first game and it went that every planet was just a barren rock of like yeah, it was all a circle of occasional mountains that all looked like like spore yeah before like spore got pretty, then yes, you're right. It did lose a sense of like, exploration. There was a couple planets that were a little foresty, a little, a little. Yeah, there were some trees, like, in there, and like, little creatures running around you could shoot, and then have it, people it had go, a oh, that's sense of me. scale, like. The planet exploration was bad. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the planet exploration was bad in the first game. And, like, I was way more, like, I really, way, the, the missions for the planet exploration, too, were all the same in the first game. Find bunker, find, kill everything in the bunker. bunker. Kill everything in the bunker, the end. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's an item one of your party members wants in the bunker, right? But in this game, there's way much more varied types of planets. Yeah, well, when and we they, said go into exterminate bunker, it was the same bunker. Yeah. At least, like, there's maybe about three variations. Yeah, there's, like, two. It's, yeah, the maybe two, two just yeah. two, but there's a couple variations. But, you know, now every location is customized, it's designed, just, you know, it's its, its own levels. And it's got, it's got its own level, and it's got its own kind of mission. Like, there are, like, five different kinds of mini-missions in this game, or, like, six, as to opposed to one. And the way to go, that's awesome. And uh, very often the missions, even the, the non-story essential missions... Have something to do with one of your party members. Exactly. Or they're just... Some of them are just cool history. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a couple that are like, there's a derelict ship here, and you can just go get its logs and find out what happened to this old derelict ship. And I don't know. I thought that... That was much more of a sense of exploration to me than... Man, that's weird. Let's look at this ship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh... So there you go. So there's that. Um, Captain's Law. You also have multiple ways of getting quests. Like, sometimes you might get a message in your system. Yeah, so you log, say, hey, you should go do this, so you know, do this. You've got mail. Or you might just, you know, start scanning a plane and go, oh, hey, there's a thing here. Hey, there's a thing, you know, anomaly detected, or, or uh, you know, there's all sorts of... Or you're, you're walking by and... Pop it on your map. Or you're walking by and Yeoman Sex Bunny says, hey, so-and-so wants to talk to you. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk about Yeoman Sex Bunny more in the, uh, <laughs> the spoiler <laughs> section. Well, no, I mean, she's a, she's... We talk a little bit about that now. I mean, she's well, a... Well, you, yeah, you... She's a part of... Once you get your new ship... And, you know, you start wanting to, you know, 
part of the game is you have to make, get your crew. Yeah, you, you have no crew, so you need to get a crew. Well, you have no combat team. You have no combat See, team. See, that's the thing is that, like, um, Mass Effect is very much, you're a commando team. You've got a ship crew, but you have no, you know, And I thought the team. ship crew was much better in this time around. Like, in the last there game... Are, there were more interesting there individuals. There were more interesting individuals. Yeah. The last game, they were, except for Joker, they were almost all... Eh. Well, the XO liked, had a little bit. I liked Presley. Mm-hmm. Is you that know, the one that died? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Spoilers! Oh, okay. oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> James cut that out. No, leave it yeah, in. Who cares? Fine. It happens in the first couple the first, minutes. Well, yeah, first it happens in the first like hour. Hour, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so they have a little bit of personality, but these guys, I love the two. You've got a pair of of Scottish engineers, and they're really great. I love the cook. The cook's pretty good too. He's yeah. like, you're the cook and the janitor. Well, sometimes happens. You just gotta fill in the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> I said crack. <laughs> I said crack. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the doc, of course. Which the is, dog is back. Is back. And she that was awesome. awesome. And you also get a secretary who is... Um, Yeoman Chambers. Yeoman Chambers, who's a little red-headed woman that um, basically serves the function of a computer and tells you that. I, I thought it was kind of neat. She was even like, well, yeah, a computer could do this, but I'm also the ship's counselor. In, in the real Navy... A yeoman basically is a glorified secretary. It's a military secretary, and and she's a military. She's your military secretary, and she's also the ship's counselor. And she was like, you know, they kind of need to give me something to do because I can't always be the counselor. So they they filled the spot. She very handily tells you when you have mail or when one of the crew members is feeling antsy. And the the thing about her, the reason we call her yeoman sex buddy is she's kind of the default love interest. You can basically have a fling with her that doesn't give you the Paramore achievement, but also doesn't affect your status with your girl from Mass Effect 1. If you care. Like, uh, if you care. You might, you may or may not. Or maybe you didn't go out with a girl in Mass Effect 1. That's an option, too. So, um... And there are other romanceable characters in Mass Effect 2, if nobody did it for you in 1. In 1, yeah, so... Or if you find someone you like better. Yeah, with more talent. So... (laughs) So, um, so there's that. So that's gameplay wise. Um, anybody got anything else? Graphically, it's a lot prettier. It's pretty. Uh, they they actually had they had chances to actually spend time with the engine. Like the first first game, a lot of time was making everything work. Mm-hmm. They had to work. They realized, but they didn't quite grasp how the engine worked because they used Unreal. Yeah, exactly. And they were still gra- coming to terms with how the 360 worked and everything. This time, they figured everything out. And so they were able to streamline a whole bunch of how they handled the graphics. Oh, yeah. Also, the Unreal Engine has gotten much better in the meantime. And so that's why everything looks so much nicer. nicer. You know, and yes, they did take out elevators, but added in loading screens. The loading screens are awesome. Yeah, the loading screens are pretty cool. Like they had the best loading screens in any game. They are contextual loading They're screens. They're contextual for whatever you're doing right then. Um, even, well, we can't talk about that, but even, they take, sometimes they'll take the old loading screen and when you're doing something a little different than usual, they, they'll change the they'll old, change the old, the old loading screen to match what you're doing now, and that's kind of neat. Um, mm. so, spoilers? Spoilers now? I misplanted or anybody? Yeah, sure we can. Alright. Spoilers. We interlude, and then we're spoiling things. Oh yeah. Chicka wow wow.
Holy crap, Spike died. No! God damn it, again? Oh, man. Gordon is the best character ever. I would totally do him. (laughs) But he won't let you. Slariot, Slariot. I guess we could have talked about the crew in the non-spoiler sections. Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) No, those crew are totally spoilers. Forget those non-spoiler people. Crew is totally spoilers. You can all die. Yes, everyone. Everyone can die. Let's just go right there and say that. Everyone can die. Even Shepard. Even Shepard. And you can still win. You can still beat the game and Shepard's dead. You don't get to save, though. (laughs) But you won't get to play your Shepard Mass Effect You do get to save. I thought you do get to save. You just can't transport that file to Mass Effect 3. And you can't play it again. Don't know. Maybe you should find this out. That's what I thought. I'm not sure. But yeah, people can die. People can die. Um, let's see. Reapers built a gigantic Terminator. Gigantic robot, okay, well, we'll baby. Talk, we'll talk about this. Uh, so essentially, um, to go back to the story thing, you are working for Cerebrus, and you need a commando squad to help you out to find the people who you believe are the, who the, the elusive man told you is the Reapers that are stealing these human colonies. So you got to hire the A-Team. So you basically got to go hire the intergalactic A-Team. You get a dossier on a bunch of guys, and you go and hunt them down and try to recruit them into your party. Many of them have, like, random things like the Warlord. Yeah. The Professor. The Scientist. The Marianne. Oh, wait. The and Skipper, like, too. Yes. Again. Skipper, too. Um, and then things like Archangel. Yeah, the Archangel. Tally. Now, uh, oh. there are some returning crew members. So you... Tally. Tally. Garrett. Tally. Uh, I mean, anyone else? Uh, yeah. Tally and Garrett. In terms of actual playable, playability, character. yeah, you get nearly to... everyone else can show up, and they will show up. In fact, if they're alive, uh, but <laughs> yeah. So there's everyone. So those are the two previous characters. But um, you only get Garrus and Tally back in your team. Yeah, uh, you can bang both of them if you're the opposite gender. It's true. So every you know you you get uh, right now. I think um, if you bought the game new, you get eleven crew members. Right. If you bought the game used, you get 10 crew members, unless you both buy the download pack. Right, they did do something called, they have the service network. Yeah. And you get it free if you buy it new, or you have to pay like 15 bucks to get access to it if you buy it used. As far so, as the chance if you get it used, there's a small chance the card's still in there and the Yahoo bought it never inputted it. Um, but, based on my experience, no. But it's probably, well, yeah, it's probably virtually nil. Like, most people who, because, you know, I work at a, a game store that I won't mention the name of. But you probably know what it is because there's really only one game seller in the world anymore. Play and trade. Um, yes, yes. Play and trade. <laughs> yes. It's no, not um, play and trade. Most of the employees will take it if they spot it. No, no. We already we all bought new cars when it came out. Um, <laughs> no, the people tend to use. Them. I mean, Mass Effect players, RPG players. Yeah. Therefore, also I think Mass Effect Two might be the best selling. Gotta be one of the yeah. Seriously, like, I think it could get you Final Fantasy Thirteen runs for as money made in America at least. Like, well, certainly uh, with its hybrid shooter gameplay, you're likely hit more peripheral. That's what I was actually like saying RPG. earlier when you were like, Fantasy might be I'm like, I don't think Mass Effect 2 might be it. Anyways. But, yeah, your odds are vanishing small of getting a card if you get it used. But so. the servers that work just gives you tons and tons of free crap that they've been making or have made. Yeah, weaponry, you get a new vehicle that's actually sort of fun to play. You get um, Zahid. Zahid, who's, who's a neat character until you finish his loyalty mission. And then you can't actually talk to Zahid. You can just click on objects in the room and he'll, he'll tell you stories. Because since he was developed 
like, there was a few months in between, like, when the game actually went sent for ver- uh, certification. Yeah. And the certification comes out, because there's usually a few-month gap. They built all of Zayn's stuff in that month, and those for that period. In that period. Um, and since um, he's optional, they decided that they didn't want to do a full-on conversation trees. Um, they focused on something you can say while you're on missions. Yeah. So if you've noticed with Zayn, when you go into his room... You can't actually just talk to him. He sure just talks while you're in there. Yeah, he talks to you, and you can click on his different trophies, and he'll tell you about, about them, them and where you got them and all that I kind of stuff. I ripped this off a of Krogan I beat to death with his own leg. But uh, <laughs> So that's really cool. The characters are very varied. Um, they're Like we said, they've all got taglines and stuff like that, and they're all you know interesting. You've got Legion, who's a Geth, who is a Geth. He's actually a... Uh, what is it, 2,000 Geth or something like that in, in one robot. Um, yeah, and that's he, why he can he's think. He's his own mobile platform. He's his own mobile Geth platform. Uh, Designed for autonomous work. You have a, yeah. a tank-grown Krogan who's grown by a crazy Krogan scientist who's like, you know, screw the Genophage. We're going to defeat the Genophage by just being more Krogan. Like, rather than try to beat the Genophage, we're just going to take the hit and keep coming because that's what Krogan do. They also headbutt as a social greeting. Um, let's see, you've got uh, Thane, who's a, uh, a religious hitman that's dying of a, of a uh, genetic disease. Let's call it, t- it's space tuberculosis. It's, well, it's space tuberculosis. Um, they don't call it that, but... He's, he's Solid Snake, if Solid Snake was an alien and an assassin from Seventh Creed. Kind of yeah. remind me of Doc Holliday, actually, you except get, a sniper. Uh, Jacob, the dis- disillusioned uh, soldier who had worked for the Alliance and now works at Cerberus. You've got Miranda, who's the standard video game sex bunny, but has a reason for it, because she's like been genetically engineered to be the standard video game sex bunny. Yes. Uh, it's always slightly creepy because she's actually based off a real person. She's, uh, let's see, you got Samara, who is the Justicar High Priestess Lady. Really powerful. Uh, who likes to wear leather. She's a Jedi. She's a, yeah, she is the, the closest thing Mass Effect has to a Jedi. She really is. You got Garius, who's your friend from last time, who's the disillusioned law enforcement officer. Garius made me a little sad because if you're Paragon, you convince Garius to go back to the the Citadel security forces. At the end of it, if you're Paragon, like you talk to him and he'll go like, "I've decided I'm going to return there when I'm done," and blah blah blah. And then he doesn't. <laughs> we'll just assume it went bad somewhere. Yeah, in there. you just kind of have to assume it went bad. Yeah. You got Tally, who's your Corian mechanic lady, and is the hotness. Um. Who is pretty hot. You have... Who am I missing? Morden, who is an awesome Solarian... He's the best character in the game. He's the best character in the game, and he's a Solarian scientist-slash-commando who constantly, like, talks in these bursts of, you know... I heard him described as Spock on Speed. Yeah, he's Spock <laughs> on Speed, who's also a, like, deadly commando, as well as... He also occasionally sings Gilbert and Sullivan, if you get the t- conversation uh, to you right. Yeah. And he'll turn you down, because he knows that, you know, sometimes people get interested in Solarians. But he's just not interested in you. But he's just not interested in you. You're just not smart enough for right. him. Well... But no one is. They're so basically a... amphibians and reproduce in a not very... Sexy. Fun way. <laughs> he will give you help in your own sex life if you, yes. if you decide to sex up a crew member who is not was, human, who is, even if human. Really? Who, if she's biotic. If you, if you, uh, well, so I guess, yeah. If you, I missed that conversation. If but okay. You, like if you're if you're sleeping with Miranda, um, then he'll tell you of ways you can. Use, he'll give you a booklet on how to use biotic powers to make a, <laughs> increase, increase everyone's pleasure. Yeah, I just got recommendations for. Uh, 
uh, analgesics and uh, not to ingest. And not to ingest any <laughs> genetic material. So Morton's pretty awesome. Um, He's a bro. He's a total bro, no matter what gender you are. You know, there's almost the problem of there's too many characters in some ways. Because in some ways you have characters that, like, man, I really wish I could to take this yeah, character. Like, we totally didn't mention Jack, oh, but Jack, that's Jack, okay. Jack, the naked psychopath who's a super a girl. Powered. Um, there's uh, Zahid himself, like you said, he's a mercenary you pick up. Uh, and like I said, I just forgot that character. I mean, I really yeah. did. And it's because there's so many characters. So it's good and it's bad. Like, it's one of those things where I loved Legion. I loved, um, Mor- uh, Morden, obviously. I loved, uh, Thane. But you can only take two characters with you. So Thane and Legion have to fight it out sometimes for who gets the non-Morden <laughs> See, for me, it was party. always Legion. Not Legion, it was always... Morden was always, and usually it was Grunt. Grunt or Garrus. You know, Grunt talked too much for me. I kind of liked Grunt, but, like, he screams all the time in combat. And I am Krogan! And it was like, uh, I was like... Damn right you are, Grunt. <laughs> um, I feel... See in, you next time, Space Cowboy. <laughs> in some ways, I feel this game is a little less epic than the last game. Like, the, Mass Effect 1 had that idea, which was that these Reapers were leaving this technology behind to let people evolve into it. And I've read a lot of science fiction and a lot of fantasy. And while I'm not going to say that idea has never been done in the history of ever, I had never read it before. And that's impressive. Like, that means it's not a huge, you know everyday idea. Whereas this one, Reapers need genetic material to create yes, more a, a, Reapers. A, yeah, apparently the way Did that they... Did childhood's end? <laughs> Just... no, no, I haven't. Uh, uh, a little bit like. A little bit like. Essentially, um, the Reapers are stealing human... Well, the Collectors working for the Reapers, which is another alien race. Which the big thing... Well... The big reveal in this game... They're actually the Proteans. Yeah, you remember, uh, if you remember correctly, at the end of Mass Effect, they actually, one of the big things is what happened to all those Protheans that the Reapers used as their slaves. And they basically poo-poo it, and they say, like, oh, well, they must have just killed them, or they just died off after they left. No, they didn't die off after they left. They were genetically mutated into An army of, like, cockroach men, but, uh... And, Which uh, unfortunately, I think a problem problem with the game was in its epicness is that it doesn't have, it does not have a decent villain. Yeah, there's it there's no uh, there's he's, no he's not nearly as good as yeah Harbinger's not as sovereign or, or, or Saren. Saren. Well, Saren was the awesome villain in. Uh, I mean, Harbinger basically is another. Uh, he's a board queen. I mean, he's yeah. got like six lines. And... He, he, he's he's basically just not. You know, we are in the spoiler parts. He's basically another sovereign. Yeah, he's another sovereign. Well, you think you don't know, like. Well, that's the impression. The impression you get is that he's another sovereign, but I mean. His only thing the is only he can. We know is he's assuming direct control. Yeah, the only yeah. thing we know he, he can body through. jack any of the random soldiers that are coming at you when you're fighting the collector. And, and it turns out the guy you think is Harbinger, who's this big bloated thing that's seen, you know, in the middle of the collector base running things, isn't Harbinger at all. He's just another thing that Harbinger is another meat puppet. Yeah. So you don't know who the real Harbinger is. Um, and anyway, they collect, they're collecting genetic material to liquefy it and then use the genetic raw... It's collecting people to take their genetic material, liquefy them, and turn them into the raw material to make the organic portion of Reapers, who are giant bio-organic constructions, apparently. And the theory that sort of gets, at least in my opinion, brought forward in Mass Effect 2, even though they don't really say it, is that essentially the Reapers pick a race 
and they're basically they're they're growing the organic beings to create new reapers, which is what it seemed to me. Like, that, like, yeah, like the reason why they would do it, they had people you know, or whatever race go with their established track. Yeah, was so they could collect them all at once in one group, just how they want them. Come in, swoop them up, take their genetic material, create new reapers. Pre- create a new reaper, and then what if each one only creates one reaper? Well, that's what, that's what and I'm then saying. you see that fleet at the end of the game and the credits. Then you wonder just how many Maybe. cycles has this been? Well, seriously, and <laughs> yeah. that's what I think it is: is that they create one reaper every cycle. And also, part of it too is the numbers. I mean, if you saw the game, like they they talk several times, how many people would they need to do this, right? You know, more than the whole population of Earth, blah blah blah. Well, how do you ensure that they'll have the, a population big enough? You create easy to travel routes that'll let them colonize planets, so they can populate. So they, so they can, can populate, populate them. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's it's just to me that's the theory that they never like to say, quite say that. But and that's, that might be one of the problems is they never tell you why this is so important. Yeah, exactly. They and again, never, this is a middle game, and what's exactly yeah. this is this is the this is the hours. one that's meant to leave you with more questions and answers but, about exactly. a lot of things. Um, it it's got a really good. It's really interesting because in some ways it's got more choices. Because like we said, everyone can die. But at the same t- and and there's a lot of stuff you can do to keep people from dying. But in some ways that's almost the only choice you get is what party members die and what party members don't die. I mean, is that just me? You get the very last choice, which is the do you blow up the collector base or give it to Cerebrus. There are multiple choices, like the genophage information. Like, yeah, like a lot there's, of the, there's the, the, the genophage stuff, information. And there's the, the guest stuff. The guest stuff, yeah. Like, um, I don't know, I just, I never felt, uh, maybe it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I never felt, except for that very end point, right, I never felt I was reaching a decision point, you know, like I was in... Then in the third one, you'll find out every single thing you did was actually important, or not. Well, I really think that, and me and Basil have talked about this, is that uh, it's, the whole theory is going to be building armies. That that a bunch of the decisions from the first three games all revolve around... Large groups that would help Shepard, like the Rachni being around to help Shepard. Do you cure the Genophage and create a Krogan army by curing the Genophage? Do you uh, uh, free the Geth from the heretics, and now the Geth are grateful to Shepard for doing that, so they'll help get Shepard? See, it's like there's all this. And if you can you, rally the whole galaxy against them, you might win. Exactly. Do you um, do you help the the council and then have all those races help you, or right. do you save the human fleet and have a much larger human fleet? To you back save the you human up? fleet, then take over the council. Exactly. Well, but then now you have a much larger human fleet. Yeah. So, like, which, like, all these decision points seem to be military, like building allies for Shepard for three. And you know, in the first game, there are a lot of decisions that I think were really important. I was just playing through the game. That would, in fact, show up in two. Like, a lot of people that I saved in one that I don't even remember show up in two. Yeah, sometimes characters will go, I remember you, and I'm like, who are you again? I don't remember you. Uh, I kick you in the balls did once? I kick you in the balls once? <laughs> did something happen? Like, I was on one, I was on Ilium, and the green-skinned Asari chick that was from the plant thing. Yeah, comes he, up to you and goes, goes, hey, I got a quest for you, and I'm like, hey, you're fucking green. <laughs> is she green? Why is she green? Oh, Yeah! The Thorian chick. Yeah, I remember her. How's it going? How's it going, Thorian? Well, green when I last left. Oh, the woman, or the woman that's always working for horrible med scientists <laughs> showing up. <laughs> um, my favorite was the uh, the uh, valley girl, uh, Asari, that was in the murder, in the blood pact, or whatever. 
uh, that was all like, I'm just an innocent girl. And then you find her diary that's all like, I'm awesome, an awesome murderer. I can't yes. wait till tell my friends that I'm a murderer. <laughs> and it's a good thing. Like, I felt bad about killing her till I heard oh. that. And then you're like, yeah. Because you can't not kill her, I don't think. Like, I'm pretty I'm, sure you had to kill her. Yeah, like, because if you, if you, even if you do the Paragon choices, which I did, she goes for her gun, and then you have to... Like, yeah, she was just straight up going to yeah. you. Oh, sorry. Young Asari, you have exactly two choices, commando or stripper. Um, exactly. <laughs> there was a neat thing where um, one of your party members is Samara, and she's hunting her own daughter, who is a genetic rebel or genetic uh, mutation that kills people when they have sex, essentially, and takes their power. It's kind of a Highlander thing, you know, like they absorb the person. And you get the decision, do you want to make the good decision and save, help Samara defeat her daughter? Or you want to be, make the evil decision and, hey, this chick actually looks way more powerful than you, Samara. Kick. <laughs> Join yeah, my crew. <laughs> that was the only moment in playing a renegade game where I actually felt evil. I'm like, damn. No, 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 no. Have you um, done Jack's uh, uh, loyalty mission as evil as renegade? When you shoot the guy and go, yeah, that's right. A bullet to the brain can solve all problems. You <laughs> fucked yeah. him before he could fuck you. I remember that. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> and I watched Barry make that decision because he played through on Renegade and it was like <laughs> in fact Renegade is sometimes so evil that it's hard to make the decisions because I mean you go around kicking puppies as Renegade then again there are a couple moments in a Paragon game where you see the little Renegade option pop up and you're like I really want to shoot that fuel line under that motherfucker I did well, that that was the only Renegade thing well, I chose the beauty the beauty of the system that they changed as far as Renegade Paragon goes and two, as opposed to one, is the fact that you only raise your meter. You never, your meter never goes down. Like, so you can do renegade things and it will not, you know, screw up your, your paragon. It just kind of paragon just stays the same. It just kind of screw up your role playing, though. I mean, I'm just saying. After playing it once, I see where there's points where you can do the renegade option and get the points and not take a, not miss out on a paragon point. But there are, I think there are some points where, I mean, there's Especially a choice. Dialogue. There's, yeah, the dialogue, well, the dialogue is choice, it's the, it's the quick time events. It's the quick time events that tend to be, like, it's a freebie. Which, of course, sometimes your quick time events will actually switch to Renegade and Paragon. Which, by the way, I must say, um, this is the best use of quick time events ever. It's the only game I've ever liked the use of quick time events in. Um, they do it real well as these decision points, choose your own adventure decision points for what you do. Like, yeah, we well, should have probably you know. mentioned the game mechanics, but besides your normal dialogue tree choices, every so often on the one of the bottom corners of the screen, corresponding to one of the trigger buttons, a little blue... Or one of the mouse buttons, you're playing yeah. the PC version, the best version. Sure. A, a little blue or red symbol will pop up in one of the corners of the screen, and that means pull that trigger or press that button, and you will do something heroic or, or, or dickish. Yeah. Usually heroic is saving someone's life that didn't need to be saved, um... Well, that you didn't necessarily have to save. Um, usually, dickish is killing someone or sabotaging something in a more entertaining manner. Oh, occasionally. Now, this is one thing I would I did notice though. Renegade Paragon never seemed to get the kind of thing where Renegade got. Where Renegade got a lot of things where you're 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 dealing with a guy, you need information out of him. And Renegade, you get a quick time event to slap the shit out of him and convince him to give you your his your info, right? Paragon never got anything where you were so. I think one time with the girl's daughter, right? With the girl's daughter, where you where you were uh, finding her murderer when you're looking for uh, Samara's daughter. And Paragon, they would they would they would do it. They would what they do is they would skip. Um, like if someone, like for example, in your first mission, 
where you're investigating thing where you see the we, the crazy Corian. Yeah. Which starts talking and talking and talking and talking. You can choose Paragon and several. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. You got it. I understand. You can stop talking now. And you can do that a few times, like where people won't shut up or save someone's life. But or, but yeah. it never yeah but it never earned like the this, but you see what I'm saying though the renegade is earning information like right. the paragon you when you do nice things you either save characters or like you said or, or you calm people down but you never get information except for off that one woman like um like usually what, that means you've got to go hunt that information down in a harder way somewhere else and that was right. a little weird. Um, I kind of felt that Paragon at some point should have rewarded you for being a nice guy more than simply um, saving lives, I guess. But, uh, but isn't that the most important thing? Isn't that the most, well, especially if they show up in Mass Effect 3. Yeah, um, really, I mean... It's that shopkeeper who I gave money to go home. He's come back leading a fleet of giant dragons to destroy the Reapers. Buy organic dragons. Buy organic dragons. Yeah. some string and some honey um, and those... Sp- I felt the God. love interest characters from the last game reacted stupidly. <laughs> like, okay, first off, I felt that, uh, uh what's, what's this, sorry, Sam? Liara? Liara? Liara. The one from the first game. Yeah, yeah. Liara is evil. Like, I'm sorry, like, it's, it's what she is. She's become an evil mafia broker. She God. actually does use some of her mother's dialogue from the first game. Yeah, like, Who she, was an evil bitch. And so it's like, yeah, it's okay, so she's evil, hmm. And then you go, um, if you went out with Ashley, like I did, when you meet Ashley, she reacts totally irrationally. She gets super mad at you for being dead and then brought back by Cerebrus. And when you go like, I'm not working for Cerebrus, I'm investigating these colony things, they're just who funded me and they brought me back to life, you know, but I'm not working for them. Kai didn't react similarly if he was alive, although I, he wasn't my love interest, so I don't know if he would have really freaked out or not if he was. But. Well, they, but they just, they were real... Me, they were like, like Ashley. I can understand Kaiden because he was kind of anti Cerberus, but Cerberus seems right up Ashley's alley. Well, no, Ashley, if your Paragon through remember comes, uh, like sees the light and everything, if you Paragon through and talk to her a ton, so or you let her die, like, all right, thing people do die in nuclear fire. Well, the, I mean, that's uh, the the point is, is that she should I kind of felt that the cer- there was a couple of things to serve the story. <laughs> Where where things had to people had to act irrationally, and uh, I really kind of see feel that you see that, you know, um, the way the council acts. I'm mean, sorry, the council's the way they react is totally irrational. Uh, I don't know. I killed the I killed the council. I played through. Well, I, was, <laughs> they lived. Whatever. Like, well, for me, in Mass Effect One, it was one of those things where you know. I was scared that if I didn't kill the council or let the council die, I wouldn't beat Sovereign, so.
Okay, so we've been talking about Mass Effect for a while. We just realized... Too long. Too long. We've been talking long. for a while, and we're still talking, but we realize we've... We could keep talking. We could keep talking, and if we don't stop now, yeah, it, we'll that, never stop. Mass it's Effect, a really good game. It's a really good game. I really want to just say that Mass Effect 2 is my favorite game of this generation. Like, boom, straight up. Um, it has good points, it has bad... It has bad points that I could talk about, but... It's, it, it's just a really It's a really, game. really awesome game. I don't mind the fact that they took out some of the quote-unquote RPG parts yeah, by streamlining it. Yeah. Oh no, I don't have to have a crappy inventory system. I just get better guns and armor. Yeah, oh, oh my god, no, no. I mean, besides the... What else got... What else RPG-wise really got taken out besides the inventory? I mean, they streamlined the the talent points a little bit. Yeah. And they took out the, the inventory. I mean, like, what, what the I hell I think else? they gave me a couple more powers, right? I wouldn't mind... If I would love them to give me more like weapons choices and more more yeah. probably more armor choices. Yeah, more armor choices. There was no real there was no real skill based anything. Yeah, right. There were no skills like there were charm and intimidate. But I mean, the whole thing with charm and intimidate like was more or less paragon renegade. Paragon renegade. And they just, right. They just moved it to paragon renegade. Well, like there was sense. no skill for just unlocking, no skill for electronics. But see, I felt that was fine because it, it meant I didn't I really have to didn't carry. Mind, yeah, yeah I was but, like, like I didn't, it didn't bug me whatsoever. If I wanted, but you I asked what age. was different. Yeah, uh, okay. But you asked what wasn't there. But so, so there you I, go. I did not mind the changes. Uh, so how awesome out of awesome? I give it a dirty dozen worth of awesome. That many characters. Damn, I was going for Dirty Dozen. <laughs> well, for goddamn Dirty Dozen. Goddamn Dirty Dozen. Finally getting to sleep with Tally Awesome. <laughs> yeah, finally <laughs> getting to knock boots with Tally Awesome. I'll Still go. haven't seen her face, though. <laughs> and you never will. You never will. Actually, I've heard you're going to see Corian in the, in the third game. Yeah, we'll see. By we'll word, see. Oh, by, that was a Bioware Blue Post. Like, uh, you'll get to see Corian in the third game. Like, I, I did love how, like... um. There's a hack if you see like YouTube videos where they did a thing where they and they turn it around in a new fan, new mask. Yeah, a new mask. There's also a new mask. There's also one where it's Grunt. Really? No, it's Rex. It's Rex. I think somebody. I, I think, think that was just a fan edit. Fan edit. Like if you do the actual hack and turn the camera around, right. What you see is like she takes her mask off and a second mask is immediately underneath <laughs> the first mask. So there you go. Mask. Mass. We'll see you at Mass Effect Three. It's true. You will. And with that, we are... Out. What the hell is that, Kevin? <laughs> what the hell was that? Pussy. Shepard. <laughs> Rex. Rex. Space disco. We're doing not spoilers, then spoilers. spoilers. Okay, so no talking about Garrus and Shepard's chocolate baby yet. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs)